Right on, right on, right on. Hey, everybody, welcome to Right On Radio, this very special edition of the show, the much-anticipated edition where Chris is going to reveal his plans to save humanity. That's right. He's been working on this for over five years. He's got a partner in this with him, and he's going to be introducing him in just a short while. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I'm just going to let a couple people come in. I'm going to do a couple announcements and the, the first announcement, of course, is that I have not seen this entire presentation. And I told Chris I was going to do uh, somewhat of a you know non-liability statement, and I need to do that because there is money involved in this, and Right On Radio uh, is not part of the planning of this. I have no financial stake in it, and, uh, I, and because I haven't heard it, I neither endorse or go against it but i will be listening with a very open and intrigued mind as i hope that you do as well uh and listen while we're just waiting for one other person to come in here uh i'm just gonna say that uh look while we're while we have freedom we're fighting for it Uh, we've uncovered that dirty little secret that these corporations and the governments have and uh, we can't say it on air but if you do go to mylibertystand.com uh, one of your follow fellow right on radio listeners is going to inform you about that dirty little secret and they're going to tell you how you can fight back. It's no pressure. It's just, hey, uh, we found something really good and we think you're going to like it too. So that's at mylibertystand.com. And don't forget, the military analyst is here every single Wednesday, uh, except for next Wednesday when there will not be a show as I will be away. However, uh, we are here live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. He does an Intel Brief. Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a different show uh, as he's going to explain a plan that he has been working on very hard for over five years. Uh, From the little bits and pieces I've heard, it's very impressive. And I think you all are going to enjoy this. So don't forget, he risks his life to do this. He has every intention of helping humanity. He's letting people know the truth from his research. He has been researching for over 25 years. He has a background, high-level security clearance in the military. He was taught an analyst, and now he is risking his life to bring you this information. And this one in particular, I'm not sure, but uh, this could be very risky as well. Uh, So without further ado, please help me welcome to the program his... Fake name is Chris Wilson. We just call him the military analyst. And Chris, welcome back to Right On Radio. Okay, Jeff, thank you. Um, I just sent you a text. Uh, my partner's here. Send send a sign-in to Leroy. It's right there, Leroy J. Alexander. That's him. I put oh, it in your okay. notes. Uh, so he might, have just, he, he might have just hit the call-in button, and I denied it because I didn't uh, recognize it. Uh, well, I didn't go over the name. Yes, it is him, and I'm going to add him in. Okay, uh, so you you should be able to come in as a co-host now. Okay, go ahead, Tony. There he is. There he is. I don't see him on the panel. I don't see him on the panel yet. He's just just coming in. There he is. In the future, write that name down so you'll know if we do additional uh, podcasts regarding this. Okay? All right. Um, right. so, so Chris, why don't you introduce, why don't you introduce your guest and set this whole thing up for us? Well, basically, uh, he goes by the name Tony, but, uh, I had him develop a, uh, a pseudonym just, uh, uh, for this, 
for this podcast for this one. And we'll also be doing one on Kilted Christian, the other Christian channel besides yours, at 10.30 this evening, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Tony is exceptionally bright. Uh, he's uh, had uh, multiple successful multi-million dollar businesses. He understands the economy. He understands the uh, environment, what is truly occurring, because the laws that um, uh, affect everyone, well, they're targeted for small businesses, and that's all deliberate because corporations rule the world. Anyway, um, I'm going to let him do the majority of the speaking. Uh, he's very prepared, and when you see it, we also have a website. I want you to post the website into the audience so they can see it in white ink, okay? And that is newlifeaboard.com space INC, all capitals. And then the audience will be able to see this on the website. It's a uh, preliminary one as uh, Tony will go on in one moment. So I'm gonna let him speak. Uh, you had enough of an introduction. The point is that um, this is absolutely uh, mind shattering and it has uh, basically three components. All right, uh, Tony, take over. I'm gonna hey, mute Tony, myself. Welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you very much for the introduction, although I don't agree with most of it. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> Yeah, we can hear you fine. And just before you go, uh, whenever I get a super chat, I kind of break in and report. And we have a super chat from Jan7. And it simply says, welcome back, Chris, and welcome, Tony. And so I also exude those remarks. Welcome to Right on Radio. <laughs> Thank you very much. The opportunity I'd like to present today in the company that we're very in the infant stages of is, I, I know... Chris has mentioned a few times that it's uh, of its final stages. I'm one of those who don't believe in pitching by fear, but pitching by opportunity and hope. We always hope for the best, plan for the worst. That's why we buy insurance. But what I'm not selling today is insurance policy. What I'm hoping to offer an opportunity into hope. I think we all agree that the uh, the world today with the uh, current climate of the administration in America and most of the countries in the Western governments are not doing so well in many people's opinion. I don't want to concentrate on that. They've declared war against the people. I don't disagree whatsoever, but we're going to hope for the best and hope that the White Hats pull us out of that. <laughs> we're going to stand up and fight. In the meantime, there is opportunity to be had. And the opportunity I'd like to speak about before getting into what it could be, we're proposing to offer an opportunity of investment in ships, luxury liners, of a thousand passenger ships. These ships are designed to haul cargo and passengers up to 1,000. The opportunity is not only for investment, but for work. What we'd like to do is find crew. 
we're not so much interested in your money, we're interested in your crew. We need people, and people of like-minded. The ship itself I've will hold one thousand. So far, okay. The ship holds one thousand passengers. It holds a great deal of cargo. What we're going to be offering is your opportunity to work aboard these ships and share in a full share of the profits at four different levels. The first level is called our support staff. This is where we go to when we can't find any of our crew and we offer them the opportunity to work aboard. That's $35. For that, you receive a hat, a shirt, an ID card, and the opportunity to work aboard ship should we need you. Basically, you're supporting the cause. You also own two inches, two square inches of a ship. On crew level, which is what we're really concentrating on, what we really desire, is a $3,500 investment. For that, you own a full share of equity in the ships. You also own the right to work aboard ship as your availability provides and where our needs provide for which you are compensated and you share in the full profit our projections and i'll go over that pretty soon i'm sure somebody will ask us how we came up with the projections but your full share amounts to approximately one hundred thousand dollars per year for a 35 dollar invest a 3500 dollar investment and your equity sweat of six months of your labor, you become fully vested and you will earn a full share, which is $100,000 per year. While you're working aboard, your salary is $50,000 per year or roughly about $1,000 a week. Your investment level, that's crew level or bronze. Our investment level our gold level is $35,000 investment. You're vested from day one and all profits, all shares of those profits go to you from day one paid monthly. At $35,000, you're fully vested. You are aboard as crew. If you want to come to work aboard as crew, you are paid the same salary. And that's an average of 50000 Now, naturally, while you're working aboard, a captain gets paid more than a maid. I fall in the maid category. Uh, <laughs> bartender, cook, different rates for different people. But the average salary is 50000 per year while working aboard. You still receive your profit share estimated at over $100,000 per year. And that is paid after your six months of equity sharing. As an investor, you never have to work. You don't ever have to work to gain your equity share. The next level we have is called Platinum Admiral Level. The Platinum Admiral Level is 100000 For that, you have a full cabin. Sleeps up to four. 
you may use that to cruise with us a maximum of one month per year. No blackout dates, no restrictions due to availability. You, everybody who does invest in this will receive the hat, shirt, ID card, and certificate. However, at Emerald level, of course, it's upgraded. There are only 10 per ship available for that for a total of 100. We're only offering that to a very limited. And at this time, anyone interested in that will have to contact me directly and we'll go over all the details. You'll also receive a little better hat, a little better shirt, a better ID card, and a better certificate. That's a basic rundown of what we're offering as an opportunity. The ships will be used as cruise ships. They include that includes a very luxury liner. The average passenger is paying $3,500 for seven days or $500 a day. You might guess that this is more luxurious than Viking, like Viking on steroids, which is one of the most luxurious liners in the world. And it provides a lot of amenities. We're also going to be using cargo and we will have casinos aboard while in international waters. At $3,500 a week, plus the average loss of per customer on average at $1,000, uh, $5,000, I'm sorry, I misspoke, $5,000 per week. That's $8,500, multiply it out over 52. Now take an account that no ship can sail 52 weeks out of the year. You have to have downtime for loading, unloading, maintenance, what have you, uh, resupply. You also have to have overhead. Overhead includes insurance, restocking food and supplies, etc. Any questions? Well, there's going to be a ton of questions, but uh, I guess, you know, one of the first ones is the acquisition of the ships. Are these brand new ships? Are they uh, older ships? Are they being refurbished? What's the timelines? Like, there's tons of questions, so we'll probably just let you Excellent. continue on with your presentation. Excellent. I'm sorry. I'm a little nervous. This is my first time on a podcast. Thank you very much for having me on. It's wonderful to be here. The uh, ships are not brand new. They are not being built because we can't wait that long. Building a ship takes years. We can't wait that long. We are in the negotiations for no new and better ships. However, the ships we are using are being retrofitted with alternative energies. They're all electric. We don't use diesel. That's what we, makes us so profitable. We are zero emissions. Uh, using hydro, wind, solar, and a solar steam. Um, the ships are available. The timeline is very short because not unlike Chris and yourself, I believe that this has to be done immediately for our final phase. The ships are made to make money for the investors and the crew. It's owned solely by the crew. This is not our only plan with these ships. We're going to be using them as long as we can. 
and hoping that the economy doesn't collapse, that this administration doesn't destroy this country, that the new world order doesn't destroy the world in their great reset to lower the planet's population to 500 million. I believe the guidestones that just blew up actually stated in stone on those. We're hoping that that does not happen. But we're planning if it does happen. The crew have also bought themselves for their investment of equity and funds or by investing. They've actually bought themselves a berth on board. There will be animal husbandry, aquaponics, hydroponics, beekeeping, um, distillation of spirits. All ships are equipped with hospital bank, uh, holdings, kennels for pets, uh, dining facilities, any amenity you can imagine, it's probably already on there. However, instead of hauling cargo at that time, because there's no way to make money anymore, we're going to use it as a survival ship. And instead of building your bunker out back in the dirt and burying it behind your house where somebody finds your air wraps a plastic bag around it, duct tapes it, and makes you come out of it, these ships are going to be mobile and self-sufficient. At that time, we will go to areas where the satellites won't work, won't look for us, and our crew will live aboard as one large family with an average of a 1,000 people per ship. Our largest flagship is a 2,400-passenger. And our smallest ship is a 400 passenger. That means 400 berths on our smallest ship and 2,400 on our largest ship. These ships are currently around the world and we're bringing them together and going to be launching them very soon. And that information is coming up on our website, newlifeaboard.com. That's newlifeaboard.com, and the name of the company is newlifeaboard.com Incorporated. Our ships are transatlantic and transpacific. They are not shallow water. They are deep water ships. They're very safe. They all are Riva class. Riva class refers to the best of standards. They will be available very soon. We are going to allow, because it is a very limited, very limited amount of people we're allowing aboard and that are buying into this naturally. There's just not a lot of room. Admiral Level buys a whole cabin. That's four bunks. A regular investment level is buying one bunk with no equity. They're not ever working. They can work, but they're never boarding the ship except when it becomes a survival ship unless they want to work or they'd like to pay for a cruise. Crew level is working aboard, rotating crew, because naturally we don't need a 1,000 people aboard as with a 1,000 passengers, nor would I have accommodations. They are rotating to earn their equity on the ship, as they're available and as we have need. Once they earn their six months, they're fully vested and sharing the profits. The idea there is that you don't have to be a millionaire to get on board. 
if something should happen before you earn your full equity, be assured your your birth is guaranteed. You already invested and you're part of our crew. We want you aboard. We need your skills and I need crew. I need crew from everything from a maid like myself all the way up to a captain, a pilot, an engineer. We're welcoming all people of all backgrounds. The requirements are simple. Be able to work, want to be aboard, have your passport, your ID, and a willingness to invest. Now, that's pretty much a very basic, a very basic. Well, uh, let me ask a couple of questions here, Tony. Um, you, you had talked about a very unique power plant on these ships. Has this, uh, this way of powering a ship of this size ever been done before? No, we are unique. There are a lot of, a lot of ships, cargo ships, etc., that are short distance and short time, up to seven to ten days uh, distance. Our ships will be unlimited distance, and no one has ever powered a ship like this before. Um, we're working with multiple green energies or alternative energies. We're working with proven technology, measurable technology that is not new. However, it's not been integrated in this method before. Um, this has been long in development so that we have redundancy. And to give your listeners an idea of how they're powered, they're powered by water power. Anytime you're moving forward or backwards, it turns generators and that powers, which charges a battery pack. You might recognize a Tesla pack for cars. It takes time to charge them when they go down. I see someone is asking if it's a hydrogen ship. No, we're not working with hydrogen. We're working with hydropower as in water, hydropower. We're going to be using wind power, but not the great big turbines you might think of. These are turbines that are encased so that during rough weather, they can be closed up and used as a windless sail, but they won't affect the ship. These turbines are, will accept wind going up, down, left, right. If there's any kind of breeze, it will turn the turbines. We're also using new advanced Volt Solar. And Volt Solar is much more efficient than your current solar panels. They're also flexible. They're also marine grade. That will cover just about every surface we can cover with because they're not efficient enough to power the ship, but they are efficient enough to charge a battery pack. We will have four battery packs aboard. One, two, and three will be eight-hour packs for a 24-hour period while one's down. The other two are charging. When the next one comes online, the other two are charging. We will have one backup in case anything goes wrong. Again, we hope for the best, but we plan for the worst. The other integrated system 
on our ship is solar steam power. This is something that I've done. It's not available anywhere else, nor has anyone else looked into it. I use Fresnel lenses to, to create dry steam, superheated steam, which runs through a steam engine that turns a turbine to create energy through a generator head. The ships that we are currently powered by engines that are electric, like you, what you would have an electric train engine, only these are aboard a ship. They're currently hooked up to generators that are diesel-powered. Those diesel engines will be left on board, so will some diesel fuel, and the diesel engines will be replaced as we're retrofitting with an electric engine hooked up to the battery packs which are charged by the alternative energies i hope that clears up how we're powering our ships there will be zero emissions the only reason we're leaving the diesel engines and diesel fuel aboard is if catastrophic failure occurs everything burns up i i don't know it's all struck by lightning something goes wrong and the off chance of one in a million we could move the diesel engines right back in place and still keep going with biodiesel. So, Tony, do you uh, do you have an engineering firm that is really mapping this out? Because obviously a, a ship has a lot of systems. There's kitchens, there's lighting, there's cabins, there's, uh, you know, all kinds of different, uh, you know, pumps, heating, air conditioning that need to be powered. And uh, is, is there like a, a major firm that is certifying that this will create enough energy to power all the subsystems as well? Absolutely great question. This has been in progress for over 10 years. And again, this is not unproven technology. This is proven technology and engineers have signed off. And because of the integration of several different systems, the biggest over the biggest bridge we had to cross was charging the battery packs. There are a lot of ships out there for small journeys, seven to 10 days that work similarly. Although every time they pull into port, they have to recharge those battery packs, which involves bringing up generators or hooking them up to a power plant on shore and hooking up the cables to recharge them, which takes days um, to recharge them, frankly. And there are a lot of these ships that are cargo ships that do small journeys. And when I say small journey, seven to 10 days to me is a small journey when you're speaking about unlimited range and the ability to stay at sea unlimitedly, um, international waters. So yes, this has been certified. This has been in development for a long time. And it would be very simple for me to go with hired crew. It would be very simple for me to just do what we were going to do uh, and make money and keep it all to myself and my venture capitalist. However, being a humanitarian in the state of the world today, in agreement with yourself and Chris, we've decided that there's a better option. And we want our crew to come from normal citizens 
we want our crew not to be just earning a paycheck. We want them to share in the profits. My share is the same as a maid or anyone else. While I'm working aboard, I'm paid the same, even though I'm CEO. Chris's share is the same. The rest of our board members are the same. What we're really looking for is people who want to share in the dream and want to move forward and have something to fall back on as an insurance policy instead of digging a ditch in their backyard and building building a doomsday bunker, a fallout shelter. Well, That's Tony, so let me ask you a couple of questions on that, because one of the uh, pre-requirements you said is we have to have passports and everything. So that means people will be known by whatever governments it is that they're going to be boarding and going into international waters. So where would the uh, ship be stationed out of? Where would be the home port? Where is it registered? And uh, and then I'll have a follow-up question from that. Excellent. Excellent questions. Thank you very much. The ships are registered around the world, and they are stationed around the world, as I mentioned earlier. Um, our current ports will be going out of the Caribbean in, in Florida, and upon final boarding, they will board in several different ports around the world, as our ships are not solely in the United States or in Canada. Um they will be boarding at different ports and crews will be required to go there. If we're not able to travel to those locations, we will be going around the world to pick people up. Should that become necessary? Uh, the reason for your passports is if you're working aboard and we're stopping in other countries or something emergency happens that we have to have medical or something that is off ship we do have hospitals on ship but there are conditions that may require going off ship while you're working aboard you would need a passport the passport is mainly well i can say only for while people are cruising or we're making money and you're serving as crew if everything hits the fan and everything collapses you wouldn't need a passport. We won't need anything because we won't be beholden to any government that already collapsed, that declared war on us. Well, that brings up my next question. So if it, you know, if the NWO is successful and they're doing this and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they've picked up that there's a bunch of people who are not meeting their depopulation agenda and they've got you've got a whole bunch of ships out there what kind of defense systems do you have because you know these uh nwos like these guys got actual battleships and stuff like that right so uh what kind of defense is there if any i would i would say the best defense is to not be seen and not be discovered naturally there will be defenses aboard However, nothing stands up to a battleship or an F-15 or a nuclear bomb. We'll be going to waters where they won't look for us and won't find us, hopefully. There are areas of the Earth that satellites don't cover, and they don't cover currently. 
and it'll be depopulated areas where you won't look. South Pacific is a large area, and they don't look for anything in that area. There are a lot of places around the world that might be a little safer than others. But quite frankly, an F-15 or a battleship is very difficult to defend against if you're on a commercial ship. These are commercial. They are safe, but they are a commercial ship. Blowing a hole in the side would sink us. But it's a lot safer than being buried in the dirt and somebody of your neighbors want into your fallout shelter and all they have to do is tie a trash bag around your air take and duct take it off and wait for you to come out. A mobile target. Yeah, well, you're, you're absolutely right. South Pacific is very, very big. That That is for sure. And by the way, we're going to open this up to questions as well, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to... Uh, uh, come in for questions. I'm not sure if, if Tony, if you've done the presentation or if Chris, you want to come back in before we take questions, but other than that, I'll, uh, I'll open it up for the phone lines because I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions out there. Well, first I let see. Tony finish the, uh, the briefing. So they, they have the full, uh, the aggregate view of everything. And then we can open up for questions over. I, I don't know how much time I have. I was trying to be brief. Um, I see a question here about plans to grow food aboard. And as I mentioned before, we'll not only have hydroponics, aquaponics, which include plants and fish. We'll also have animal husbandry and beekeeping and distillation of liquors and looming of clothing. We will be very self-sufficient uh, these these are being prepared to be moved aboard in shipping containers not the animals naturally but growing stations and very high growing very fast very high growing stations for food water is handled through desalinization units that are already aboard these ships these ships are very efficient and the electricity that they provide already powers the entire ship and creates a surplus through the generators. The only problem is you have to keep recharging those batteries. We've <clears throat> overcome that bridge and we're able to power our batteries. Um, of course, you're not prisoners. You're always allowed off the ship. <laughs> While the economy's stuck and the new world order is stuck and we're hoping that it all gets better and we fight back in this administration as well as the administrations of places like canada western europe justin trudeau and the nef lose and the rest of us win and we keep a good christian wonderful world i'm hoping that we will all make a great deal of money and enjoy this I'm hoping to never have to pull the ripcord of the parachute, the emergency, the doomsday ticket, and that's not what I'm trying to push. I'm saying it is an option, and it is why we're creating this business plan. The original business plan was for a retirement. This, unfortunately, in the last decade has become necessary, in my opinion. 
Other people disagree with me. Some people think the world is going great. The new world order is a wonderful thing. I disagree. So we're going to have a different option. <clears throat> yeah, our, our audience doesn't believe that, Tony. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, our audience pretty much is, is into defeating these bastards, actually. That's, uh, that's kind of the way we go with this. So, uh, and, and by the way, uh, I told Chris that, you know, like normally we give up to an hour and a half. So if you do have more uh, of your presentation that you want to get out before we open it up, as Chris uh, is suggested, uh, you're certainly welcome to. And then I will open up for questions upon completion of whatever you wanted to share, Tony. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I didn't prepare for over an hour. I was, I was not wanting to take up your entire podcast. And I know most of the media that I've reached out to that have me on, it's a very brief uh, presentation. Uh, we are doing this presentation exclusive with you, um, exclusive on these podcasts for your audiences only. It is going to be, you asked about timeline earlier, the timeline currently, we're looking at a few months before becoming profitability. We're asking for six months to, for profitability and full vested interest. We're hoping that within that six months to get all of our ships in a row, so to speak, all ported up, all profitable, and our crews working aboard. After that, so, we also have... So, Tony, because you had mentioned... Please. Because you had mentioned crew and you wanted to get average people in there, but obviously it takes, you know, a lot of logistics experts and, you know, some experience. So do you have uh, seasoned veterans that are going to be there to train the people and to manage the, the regular crew? Do you already have that established? Absolutely. That was first on our list before offering us to anyone. Incidentally, Elroy, Leroy, John, Anderson, Alexanderson, was the last captain and commodore of a very major ship. I welcome everyone to look him up. Uh, one of my heroes, a wonderful man. He's dead now in 2004. That's why I chose that name in his picture. And yes, absolutely. When I speak of doing living off-grid, I've taught off-grid living off and on, and lived, literally lived off and on, off-grid for over the last 30 years. I am very familiar with aquaponics, hydroponics, animal husbandry, and things of that nature. I spent two years living off-grid, proving all of these methods and offering people to come and live with me and learn and training people on how to do it, how to create your own water filtration, gathering water, how to create electricity. Living off-grid doesn't mean suffering. It just means you're not living for the system. You're living for yourself, and you're supporting yourself and becoming self-sustaining. I lived self-sustained for over two years in Missouri, in the middle of Missouri, around a town called Montreal, in the middle of nowhere. I offered lessons for people to come and live on my land and train them on all of these things, including distillation, 
of spirits for not only using methane, but using hydropower, using uh, hydrogen uh, gas, methane gas, um, gathering electricity in many different ways. I've taught people how to build, how to do animal husbandry as far as chickens, rabbits, goats, cows, um, wild animals. We've worked with everything you could possibly do, not only to survive, but to thrive. And that's the key. Having backups, hoping for the best, but always, always plan for the worst. So, yes, we already have people aboard who will be training anyone who comes aboard. And I don't care if you know a bow from a stern, if you've never seen a ship in your life, if you've been a land lover in the desert, that's okay with me. Because I need what you have. I need a willing body of like mind who wants to live in a community. And I'm not talking about commune living. I'm a conservative. My mom and dad were hippies, but I've never been a hippie. I'm a hardcore conservative. I don't want to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. I do want people who want to live, thrive, just like I, live in peace, and protect you and your families, and keep your faith, keep your way of life. And this is a doomsday ticket, if you will, but before it becomes that, Maybe, just maybe, we can fight back and take back what was ours. Believe in the dream of America and keep what we own, the dream of America, what our forefathers made for us. I hope that's available. I hope we can still turn around. But I'm planning for the New World Order to win, just in case. Well, we have a faith-based audience, Tony, and, uh, you know, we, we, we firmly know that eventually there will be a new world, world order. When that will happen, we don't know. Uh, we, we, you know, we have hope that it's not going to happen right away, of course, and that we're going to have a few good years in between. Uh, but certainly anyone of us who is faith-based and Bible-believing knows that uh, the one world system will come in because you won't be able to buy or sell without taking the mark. Wonderful. Uh, I try not to offend anyone or questions anyone's faith. I'm uh, not a religious man. Or how shall I put this? I don't push my beliefs. I am a spiritual man. I don't believe in pushing my beliefs on others. And I try not to offend anyone in what they believe. But my faith is christian based and yeah, well, I listen, it, it, and that's not a that's not a uh, test uh, here I'm, I'm just letting you know this is very much who our audience is and uh and i certainly don't hide my faith on on the broadcast in fact a lot of our shows are ministry shows uh some are intel but uh, a lot of them are ministry so just that, that was more of an fyi about who our audience is but uh, hey listen let's uh let's get some uh let's get some call-ins uh if you have some questions i'm sure there must be some questions out there uh, you know, it's one thing to put them in chat, but it's another thing you can actually call in and you can talk to either Tony, you could talk to the military analyst or myself. Uh, you're welcome to call in and uh, the lines are open now. If 
you are, and by the way, it's not a scary thing to call in, folks. You're just talking on the phone. So please do call ahead with some of your questions. And I've got a couple questions that uh, had come in that I'll just read off real quick. Um, will mental health health counseling be available on the ship? That's kind of an interesting one, considering we had a guest on last night that was a multi-personality person. So I guess that's a little bit of timing. Wow. You know, I hadn't considered it. Uh, there are some logistics that I had not considered. And we do have a hospital on board. We do have medical staff. Uh, we're always looking for more. Um I don't know how I would handle mental health. I'm not a qualified expert. Uh, I would refer that over to the doctors that are on board. Uh, I also see what happens if someone dies. That depends on how they die and where and when. Um, if it's a if it's a board while we're a commercial ship taking on passengers and doing luxury cruises, gosh. Um, We'll have to refer that to the ports we dock in. As far as the survival ship, we'll have to address that when it happens. Uh, we'll trust in God and do our best. And I hope that answered the question. Yeah, well, listen, yeah, it, it's it's impossible to think of absolutely everything. Sometimes you got to just start start rolling and uh, and just deal with the uh, the little things that come across in the side, but, uh, there's another question here. It says any faith welcome. And I believe Tony had already answered that, that everyone is welcome aboard. And, uh, let's see, is there any other questions that I can see in the chat? If not, you guys can call in and, uh, and Chris, feel free to give your thoughts. And, uh, if there's anything that Tony missed that you felt was, uh, <laughs> important, well, there is one question. What about leisure and entertainment? Naturally, while we're giving luxury cruises, we have casinos, we have live music, we have lots of entertainment amenities. We have spas aboard, um, and I need people to work on all these. That's the crew. Uh, that's why it doesn't matter if you've ever seen a ship. Um, we also, one other thing that I hadn't mentioned about your opportunity. Say you come aboard and you're working and you're earning your um, equity. And again, we hope for the best. We hope everyone gets along. Everybody's wonderful together, but things do happen. If you quit or you die or you're, or I don't know, you're fired. <laughs> if you're an investment level, you're vested from day one and your money is absolute guaranteed. If you want your money back, have it back. You never have to work aboard as an investment level or an admiral. But let's say you are a crew level at $3,500 invested using your sweat equity instead of cash to work aboard, which is what we really want so that you're trained in case of that doomsday and you see what you're aboard. I want to make sure that you understand that your money is guaranteed. Your share of the equity would be returned to the company and the company will buy it back at what you invested and give you any profits due to you at that time. We're not 
we're not going to take your money and run. That's not what I want. I want you to work aboard so that you'll be trained in every job that can be done by you. That's what we're really looking for. So your money is guaranteed 100%. I don't care whatever the reason is. A year from now, 10 years from now, or six months from now, if you want your money back, absolutely. No problem. We'll sell it to somebody who wants a board. I, you were asking if any faith is available aboard. I would be happy to have anyone of faith with few exceptions. I am a God-fearing man, and I don't want... How do I put this? There are a few exceptions in the world that are evil, and I'd rather not have them aboard. And I'll tell you right up front, I won't welcome them. Fair enough. Well, we've got our first caller here, and it's Ninja Nurse. Ninja Nurse, welcome to Right On Radio. You're on with the military analyst and Tony. Hi, this is my favorite show. And this is a really interesting concept. I love the fact that you make it available to sort of more of an average person that maybe doesn't have the means to build the underground bunker. Um, but I have a, about a billion questions, and I, I don't know if you can even answer some of them logistically because of maybe a security issue, but what sort of screening process do you have so that you're not getting uh, Ninja Nurse, can you talk now? Ninja Nurse, can you just yeah, turn can up you speak up? But, uh, the, the, it's so the, the, the first question was the first question was, is there a screening process so we don't get bad people on board? Uh, but yeah, if you could speak just a little bit closer to your microphone if, with your follow-up, uh, Ninja Nurse, I'd certainly appreciate it. Sorry, I, I was looking for my headphones and I couldn't find them. Can you hear me? Well, perhaps if you could just speak a little bit louder into the phone. I think I heard her say, ask if there was a screening process. Yes, that was the question. No, I don't have a screening process that I meet with each individual and try to get them on board. We're going to count on, because of who we're, most of this is word of mouth. This is a very limited, very, very limited opportunity. And we're hoping that everyone who comes on board will get along with each other of like-minded. And that's what I'm looking for. And that's why you have a 100% guarantee. If for some reason, the company is not happy having you on board and you're fired. You have a right to all of your income back, all of your investment, every dime, plus any profits the ships have already made that you're entitled to will be given to you at that time without question. But no, I am not screening individuals or requiring individuals to be of a certain race, faith, um, or anything of that nature. We don't discriminate against anyone. We welcome all brothers and sisters of God. Uh, Ninja Nurse, it's also based on uh, the United States uh, Standard Forces Agreement, whereby certain nations in the world are not allowed to be uh, uh, traded with or interacted with. And that includes uh, Soviet Union, uh, China, parts of Africa, parts of the Middle East, just to let you know. 
Over. And Tony, we've got another call in chat, and I assume this is uh, if it goes into survival mode. Uh, but uh, what about people with children? Is there going to be an option of schooling or even homeschooling? If so, any age restrictions? And that is from Eric. Actually, Chris has brought this up a lot with me. And understanding that procreation happens, and if it's a survival ship, naturally, we will have some of the amenities that I had not mentioned, and, and I really try to be brief, because we offer, also offer interweb, which is different from the World Wide Web. We will have servers aboard with entertainment, education, etc., and the ability to email video chat not only aboard one ship but to all of our ships between the ships and we will have servers with everything aboard and naturally should we pull the ripcord and have to use it as a survival ship um, that will become a major issue as chris has pointed out to me and naturally we have already uh opted to take out some of our stores and turn those into classrooms right now they're luxury cruise liners but they would become survival ships and a lot of the luxury would go away and the survival end is taking care of children and we would welcome those options um, these ships are equipped to handle 1,000 passengers they will have 1,000 investors or crew if you will per ship However, accommodations, when we're not hauling cargo, the cargo areas will be for housing additional, what happens, procreation, uh, housing additional people and doing our ship so that we have food and things aboard. All of that will store enough supplies to last for years for our 1,000 passengers at that time, and accommodations will be made in by converting shipping containers in those areas which will be every much as comfortable as sleeping in a room with four bunks so yes education is a factor children are a factor uh i have experience in that realm both undergraduate and graduate and uh there will be accommodations and so yes we will have educators on ships because it, both for the children to be educated and those that are, are in between based on their years of uh, education to date. So that factor has been already, uh, uh, that element has already been factored in uh, for um, taking care of uh, both children and one of the five main sectors of society, which is education, over. Wonderful. Well, we have another caller, and it's God's Rainbow is calling in. God's Rainbow, welcome back to Right on Radio. You're on the air, God's Rainbow. Oh, we can't hear you. I don't know if you're trying to speak. Uh, your mic is not muted. But uh, try to go ahead and uh, and ask your question, please. Okay. Yes, I'm going to mute myself. It's echoing. 
Yeah, we, we can hear you now. Okay. okay. Go ahead, God's okay. Go ahead. Sorry, I was hearing an echo. 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 Let, let, I'm gonna need to hang up and call back. All right, please do. Yeah. All right, please, please hang up and call back. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Never had that bad. Uh, I do know one of her questions was, uh, will faith-based services be allowed? Absolutely. Definitely. I'll call back in. I think she was, uh, as I mentioned, we're, we're being monitored, so we're not alone in this venture. As you can see by those in uh, who have already signed on with eight characters all the way to 16 characters uh, of uh, scrambled alpha characters. Anyway, um, I'll let Tony wrap that up. We absolutely would have faith-based services from day one, even on the luxury liners available for anyone who wanted to attend. These are not forced. Again, I'm a spiritual man, not a religious man. I believe I don't have to attend a structure to talk to my God. However, if you'd like to, please do. Uh, we will be providing for that. Um, Jesus gave a sermon on the mound. I can go to the mound and see, speak to God. But it is available. As far as security... Um, and you brought up the fact, are we armed? We are armed. We are unarmed when going to port. We are rearmed when going to sea. Every time we're in international waters, we are heavily armed. Um, that's the law. We have to adhere to the law, even as a luxury liner or as a survival ship. We believe that we have the right to protect our own, and there will be forces aboard who are armed and able to protect our ships. Wonderful. And we have Man Cave. I, I hope I have the full name, but Man Cave has joined in. Welcome to Right On Radio. Do you have a question? All right, Man Cave, you're on the air. Oh, we are definitely having some issues with the callers right now. Okay, we'll come back to you, Man Cave. I'm going to mute you. And how about God's Rainbow? Is yours working now? Can you hear me? We can hear you now, Debbie. Yes, we can hear okay, you. Yay, 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 yay. Okay. Um, sorry, I had my earbuds in last time. That was crazy. Okay, I have two questions. Um, is the ship, I got confused earlier, is the ship hydro-powered or electric-powered? The electric-powered ship, they are electric-powered, and it's not hydrogen, uh, as someone might have yes. mentioned earlier in the chat. 
Yeah, you meant hydro as in water. Correct. Hydro as in water. Water is a powerful entity that can turn water wheels and other things. And I've worked a lot with that type of technology. In this case, it's going to be able to turn turbines under the water line and water powers, whether we're going forward, backwards, or just in waves, sitting still, the hydropower will turn generators to power to recharge our batteries. Okay. I was just um, wondering how the electricity was going to be powered. Um, My other question, um, where, like, where is the profit? You said that we could be making money. Where is the profit coming from? How does that work? Absolutely. That's more of my end. Chris's end is more of the survival ship and our final plan for our ships. My end and what I'm offering and what I'm really wanting is to create these ships in order to do luxury cruises, rehab ships. I don't know if you're familiar with rehab addiction. However, rehab addiction has a 90, 70 to 90% failure rate for all rehab centers. Well, it's kind of hard to fail when you're three months at sea and there's nothing out there to support your addictions. So in that case, we hope to have 100% rehabilitation of patients aboard. And when we run these as assisted living facilities, we hope to offer better than any other facility. As a luxury cruise liner, I mentioned their business plan for that more extensively. We're going to be giving seven day, six night cruises at $3,500 a cruise, which is a midline price for the cruises we're offering. It's going to be a luxurious cruise liner and intimate and smaller because we're not offering 7,000 passenger. We're offering an average of a thousand passenger at $3,500 a week. Plus given that the average weekly gambler aboard cruises ships loses on average $5,000 per passenger at $5,000 per passenger and $3,500 for the cruise, that's $8,500 earned from each passenger aboard cruising, not including cargo, not including additional sales, not including the other factors. Because we don't use diesel, we only need so much for our overhead. Our overhead is much, much less than any other cruise line that's going to make it much more profitable. Our projected per ship income per year is 300 million. At 300 million, the company takes one third at 100 million for expansion and profit. One third of 100 million per year per ship is used for overhead. That includes insurance, restocking of food, paying of crew, uh, taxes, port fees. As long as the economy is okay and we can do this, it will be making great profit. And we, we do have cost incurred. The other third, 100 million, would be split amongst the thousand people 
invested in the ship. Now we do have plans of 10 ships. However, working on just one ship, anyone working aboard would earn an average salary of 50000 If you're not working, even if you're just fully vested, never work. You would share a full shared equity of 100000 so, so that would you be can, an addition to any salary. Okay, so you can make money. Uh, am I hearing you correctly that you make money either by investing or working on the ship like a stewardess or something? Absolutely. Great question. While you're invested in the ship and when you become fully vested, what it means to be fully vested is then you're sharing in the profits and you're, you, it cannot be taken away from you. It is yours for the rest of your life. What you've invested to earn what you're getting in returns is either 3500 and six months of your labor, which to me is worth $25,000. Or... $35,000 or 100000 And at the 100000 level, you also get one month free cruise, all port fees, all taxes, everything paid. And you have a full cabin to yourself, which would sleep up to four. There are no blackout dates, no restrictions, of course. And it's due to availability. Other than that availability, you could pick from any of the ships and cruise for up to a month with three of your friends, family, etc. for free each month. That's a $60,000 plus a year value. Your earnings are projected at $100,000 and up per year. Whatever profit the company made, the third of a profit, would be split amongst the crew that means the investors the owners which the owners are the crew so what you would be earning is a projected minimum of a hundred thousand per year now if you actually do the projections and look over the projections that are going to be available on our website at newlifeaboard.com again that's newlifeaboard.com the projections are a great deal more, but working on the bare minimums, on the very minimum, that's projecting that we are not at full capacity. We have had more maintenance than necessary or, or than projected, that we haven't been able to sail for as long as we'd hoped. The bare minimum would be $300 million per year per ship, and working on those numbers alone, the crew would earn $100,000 per year per share without working a day. Wow. When you're working aboard ship, your average salary is 50000 Now, don't let me make it sound like I, as a maid, would make as much as a captain. A captain naturally would be paid out of the well, overhead, not out of the yeah. shareholders, but out of the overhead, and he would make a bit more. In fact, captains today and our captains are paid $120,000 each, plus benefits, etc. 
doctors are paid a bit more than a nurse. But a maid could expect $50,000 a year salary or right around $1,000 a week. Okay, that's not bad. For working aboard. That's over and above what you're making in profit, what the ship is making. Right, what right. What you're making okay, as that... an owner in the company. Right. Okay, um, I do have another um, question. These ships are limited, or, or, or I, let me ask, what is the maximum limit of uh, the number of people on these ships? Currently, these ships have an average of 1,000 passengers per ship. That's not saying you're having 1,000 cabins. That's saying you have 1,000 berths or beds, if you will, in layman terms and land lovers. A berth is a bed. They fit okay. 1,000 passengers, which would be later 1,000 crew on average. Our flagship is 2,400 passengers. Our smallest ship is going to be 400 passenger. So they differ in size. We're not building these ships. We're purchasing them. Some of the ships are older than others. Some are newer. They're all being renovated and constantly, constantly renovated. New linens, etc. Everything from bow to stern. They're also being where is the uh, work being done, Tony, on the renovations? Where, 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 where is that being done? Unfortunately, we don't own a shipyard, so these are having to be done around the world. These these ships come from around the world. Many of them come from uh, Europe. So it's being done there. Uh, some of them are in the Asias, and it's being done in places like Thailand. Uh, others are here in the United States, which is costing us far more than we anticipated. And unfortunately, there, fortunately, there's not very many of those, and those are being done in shipyards here. Now, now I can, I'm, I'm assuming... Now, Tony, I, I'm assuming that you actually haven't purchased a ship, and this is kind of round one funding right now. Would that be the case? We're currently in negotiations for many ships. Uh, this is round one funding. You're absolutely correct. This this company is offering in round one funding, and our holdings are, unfortunately, there are certain things I can't speak of due to the legalities and the regulations and things of that nature uh, in our deals and, and how do we say uh, non-disclosure <laughs> there are certain things I can't say but what I can say is this isn't a pipe dream you're not investing in a in a gosh I just thought this up yesterday this has been in effect for over 10 years and venture capital is very easy to come by. How's that? Well, it, it certainly is when you have a good plan. So, Tony, just uh, while we're on the numbers here, because any potential investors would be very curious. And, you know, so first of all, I got two questions. The first one is, like, uh, for when it's operating as a cruise ship, as it's, uh, you know, you're monetizing the investment in that capacity, uh, is, are these all-inclusive cruises? Like, the food is included, booze is separate, 
or is uh, everything going to be included in that $3,500 price, uh, price ticket? I'm glad you asked that. I really am. That's what makes us different. We are extreme luxury and full inclusive. We're, uh, we're luxury like biking, but on steroids. What we're, what we're offering is menus like beef Wellington with Wagyu beef and all the trimmings. We're talking about a meal that would cost you exactly more as much or more than your entire ticket. And it's full inclusive. And yes, I can offer that. Um, we're talking about top shelf liquors, top shelf sodas, whatever, uh, full luxury, full inclusive. And we're still making that profit ratio. Um, okay. So with a follow-up question to that, Tony, uh, it, so based on the thousand person ship and just, you know, investors would want to know this or potential investors. So with a thousand person ship, assuming you're not getting any extra revenue, uh, and that the, uh, the food and beverage is actually an overhead in it along with staff and, you know, your, your regular maintenance expenses and things like that. So on a thousand person ship, what is the break even point as far as bookings going? Is it 250 passengers, 500 passengers? Uh, where do you see the break even point on each individual sailing? We can break even at only 150 passengers. Well, that's aggressive margins. And at a thousand people, anything over that, we're making profit. So because we don't use diesel and we're all green, it lowers our cost tremendously. There are no other luxury cruise liners running total green. It's an incredible profit margin. When you look at the fuel cost, when you're looking at diesel, marine, Marine diesel, you're looking at anywhere between five and ten dollars a gallon. And when you're using a hundred and ninety thousand gallons, now take that out of your profits. So this is an incredible profit ratio. Uh, that's why we can offer these kind of things. And when I say that we're when I'm saying that we're making three hundred million and that's our minimal projections. And we're taking a third of that, a full third for overhead. And to be honest, it won't take that, but that's, we always overprice and overpromise and un, under promise under <laughs> and over deliver. Yes. <laughs> Understood. Under hey, we've got another caller coming in. CSSD CDSC has entered, and uh, you can unmute your uh, mic and answer, ask a question. Welcome to Right on Radio. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't uh, use this uh, application. Uh, sorry. Okay. I don't know of any other investment that you could make. And the baseline investment is 35,000 for an investor fully vested from day one. 
I don't know any other investment that will guarantee you, ask any company in the world, will you guarantee my investment? Will you guarantee my money? If I want my money back, will you pay me back my money? Guarantee it will never go down. That my 35000 my 3500 my 100000 is guaranteed by property. And I get to share in your profits. No one offers that kind of investment. And here we're offering... Here we're offering an investment of 35000 is making 100000 or more, much more, per year. That's a minimal. The reasonable is around 200000 But no one could offer you to say, you keep your principal, that's always safe, and any profits you share in, and our projections are 100000 and up. Some projections are much, much higher. All right. And God's Rainbow has another question. God's Rainbow, please go ahead. Okay. So touching back to what you mentioned earlier about there being a limited number of space on these ships, obviously. What happens for the single man or woman who happens to perhaps meet someone on board and get married and decide they want to procreate or other families that have two children decide they want two more children what happens when people begin to have offspring is that allowed or not allowed on the ship gotta ask the question folks I'm sorry, I gotta I ask it. This earlier, I'm sorry you missed it. Oh, I did. Uh, yes, I'm sorry you missed it. And for anyone else that missed it, procreation is not only allowed; it's encouraged. Uh, as a survival. So then what happens? It's what happens encouraged. with the? Okay, then what happens with the spacing? Then obviously, do some people do you do you get moved to a different ship if um, there's not adequate room available? No, actually, I had mentioned earlier, um, we're using a lot of shipping containers to store things. And as these ships do have large hauls that haul a lot of cargo, those shipping containers would be converted into living facilities. Okay. And we would absolutely love people to get married, have children, and procreate and go forth in the glory of God. And we okay, will I make apologize. I apologize for asking that, um, but I did not hear it earlier. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, no, please. Thank you. Well, we've got time for maybe one more call before we wrap it up, and we'll let uh, Tony and, uh, and uh, Chris make final statements on this as well. Uh, so if there are any more questions, uh, now is the time to call. Otherwise, we'll just wrap this up and, uh, and get moving on. Uh, so please do give a call in if you have any other, other questions. Of course, the website is newlifeaboard.com, and that's where you can find out additional information. There's also a contact me 
page on there as well. And I, I guess, you know, and, and so Tony, I'm a businessman, so I'm always thinking in business and investment and things like that. And one of, one of the questions that is bound to come up uh, is, you know, obviously Chris Wilson is not Chris's real name, uh, the military analyst. You're going under a moniker here now. And so with people who want to invest, they really like to know who the team is. How do you get around that discovery process if you're going to keep your anonymity? I'm not keeping my anonymity. Like I said, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. Uh, this is all new for me, and I was recommended to choose a name to be on here. But my name is Tony, and my anonymity is non-existent. Um, and if you go to the webpage of newlifeaboard.com, you're welcome to call. There's a phone number. Uh, if we're not available, please leave a message. Understand that I don't have a huge staff at this time, uh, but I'm one of the people who answer the phone. I'm a real human being, and I would be open to anyone who wanted to talk. I'm also reachable through email or text message. Um, the website is extremely basic at this time. It will be offering an opportunity for pre-registration. And on pre-registration, uh, because this is such a limited thing and we don't want just everybody saying, well, maybe I'm interested, maybe I'm not, there will be a 1995 charge for pre-registration and they will be offered first the opportunities that I have mentioned here. Um, the site will be fully up by the end of the day today and you're welcome to pre-register uh it will be a charge of 1995 per person who wishes to pre-register and save their place as soon as the opportunity comes available unfortunately due to sec regulations and equity selling you're a businessman. You might have dealt with this when selling equity in your company. There are some hoops you got to jump through with the U.S. government, and we're going through that now. Um, but pre-registration is open, and the opportunity should present itself within the month. We will be recontacting all those people first on the pre-registration, and this is a very, very limited opportunity. I can't stress that enough. If there are 100,000 people who listen and 1% respond, we're sold out. Okay, I need to make one comment. Uh, it'll take me one minute at most. Uh, Jeff, I made a, uh, a, a mistake in what I was advertising for an administrative specialist, okay? Uh, you know I've been trying to save the feminine species. Well, I overdid it. And basically, uh, I mentioned that I was looking for specifics. That was an error. What I'm doing is I've sent you a correction, and I'm what the requirements are different. It's open to everyone, male and female, whoever is the best qualified. That was my fault, and I apologize. The requirements being uh, very simple, legal to work in the United States, uh, item two, extensive international travel will be required. Number three, permanent relocation is a must. Number four, compensation will be provided, including all living and travel expenses. Uh, number five is that 
you'll have a, uh, a lucrative salary and benefits package. Item six, uh, college desirable, though not mandatory. Item seven, with two forms of photo ID and resume can be emailed to Jeff, you, with contact information. Uh, item Next item, a valid driver's Actually, license. Actually, Chris, it's best, Chris, it's best if you give out another email address for that. Uh, that way, you know, perhaps the one on your contact me page or something like that, as I will be unable to facilitate all of the, uh, the, the things, especially with me going away. Uh, so it's oh. best if you do give out a different email address. Okay. Uh, but I'm just saying the last three points are uh, valid driver's license for current state residents, valid issued passport. The person will be responsible for being the personal assistant to the board members. They must be available for a scheduled phone and video interview. And this is a dream position for the right candidate. And we will need more than one. This is just the beginning. Over. I'm done. Well, thank you, Chris. And Tony, I'll give you a final statement before I wrap it up here. Newlifeaboard.com. Come to see the website. Pay attention. Get on there often. It will be updated regularly with key points of our progress and what we're doing with the opportunity. We're hoping to offer this to as many people as possible, but unfortunately it is very limited. Pre-registration is only 1995. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank your audience for dealing with me and my cumbersome appearance on my first show. Tony, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And Chris, as always, uh, the audience certainly loves you. And uh, thank you for those gifts, by the way, uh, Jan. In particular, thank you so much for sending those. And uh, and listen, I'm just going to end the show the way I started. Uh, and that is just literally just a liability statement. Uh, that right on Radio has, or not myself or anyone affiliated with Right on Radio has uh, you know, directly has not been in the planning stage of this. We have no financial stake in it and we neither endorse or turn you away against it. We just present information with an open mind. Uh, this is content for us that we are providing for you. And I know a lot of you are fans of the military analyst, Chris, and uh, Chris has been talking this up a little bit. So we really wanted to give a fair shake and let him present the information. And Tony did it with excellence. So th Tony, and you didn't shy away from any questions. And I'm really glad that uh, I did ask that one about the anonymity, because that is really important uh, to someone who's going to drop, you know, let's say 35,000 or $100,000 into an investment. So I think that was, uh, that was really great that you were able to answer that. And, uh, Hey, and most of all, thank you for uh, being here in the listening audience. Please do share this and, uh, get the information out. Uh, look, you know, uh, I have a, I have a certain faith and, you know, I, I do things a little bit differently, but, uh, I also, I also love business opportunities and, uh, you know, this, the, the, everyone can make up their own mind. We just present the information and that is it. So thank you everyone for being here. And uh, in conclusion, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself and make a difference in your community. Over and out.